Amy Taylor's here. Greg Matzik's here. Debbie Lazic has got your roads. Adam's producing the show this afternoon. Greg's doing something super cool tomorrow. He's going to get bright and early. He's going to go off 100 holes, at least probably 100 holes, for the MAC Fund. Raising money for the MAC Fund, one of the preeminent charities in our town. They do great work in research areas for pediatric cancer. The money stays here. Uh, Greg, I'm pretty jazzed about this. We're raising money, though, for the kids. We've got to get this thing rolling. We are getting closer to our goal here, too, John. Remember, we set a goal on Friday. We wanted to get to $7,500 yep. raised. And if we could accomplish that goal, I would spend at least a month growing my hair back. <laughs> at least a month. And, again, my wife has never seen me with hair. There's probably four people at work that have ever seen me with hair, including Eric Bilstad. But that's about it. My good friend John Mercure and never. Taylor have never seen me with hair. I want to know how you're going to style it. I don't yeah. know. At first, I need to get it back, right? I mean, at first, I need to actually grow it's it. It's actually so fun that you're doing this. I think it's really nice of you to do this for the MAC Fund and to raise money for pediatric cancer. So here's what we do. Text the word GOLF to the Old National Bank Talk and Text Line. We send you a link. It's very easy. I donated earlier today. Thank it's you for so doing easy. that. Thank you so much. You're welcome. It's easy. Text the word GOLF. This is what I did. To 855-616-1620. Text the word GOLF. A page opens up. It's Greg's personal donation page, and you can make a difference for the kids in our community. I want to bring in Mike Belowski. He's the Director of Development for the MAC Fund and a friend of Greg's. Hey, Mike, thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Help us paint the picture. Why are events like this, why are these dollars so important to the good work of the MAC Fund? Yeah, um, you, you know, we are solely focused on finding a cure because we fund research and research only. Uh, and, you know, there's a lot of wonderful organizations that are in that pediatric cancer world. Uh, we, you know, we don't send kids to Disney World. We don't renovate bedrooms. Um, that stuff is, it's excellent. It's all well and good. It certainly has its place. But our sole focus is to, cure every child um and funding research is the path to doing so so um everyone who's donating truly are saving lives you know mike and i think uh, you know being part of this event now for a third straight year i know it's not only in milwaukee but there's a chicagoland ringer event can you talk about the impact of this event for the mac fun over the last few years yeah uh great question it's been nothing short of miraculous quite frankly so uh, the Wisconsin Ringer alone, leading up to this year, that um, we've done five years of it. This is our sixth. We had raised eight hundred and thirty-five thousand dollars, and with this group's tremendous effort, we're I think at two hundred and seventeen thousand and counting. So Wisconsin alone has surpassed a million dollars in just six years, uh, and wow. the success that we've had up here, it's, it's been tremendous. We've actually been able to launch one down now in the Chicagoland area. We're in our third year down there. And through Chicago, we got connected with a gentleman who uh, very tragically lost a daughter to a brain tumor a handful of years ago. He has an organization that is like the Mac Fund out in Cleveland. Uh, and we did the first Cleveland one last year, and we'll have another Cleveland event coming up this fall. So uh, the, the format, if you're uh, a golf fanatic, uh, it, it seems to work. And, and Honestly, the, the golf courses and TaylorMade is behind this. Uh, it does not cost a lot to run this event. So, you know, if you look at the event this year, we'll just say for the sake of argument, we have, you know, 217000 We're going to clear $200,000 of that for research. So it's, it's the, uh, the amount of money that gets to research, is, it's immense. So yeah. text the word GOLF. 
to 855-616-1620. You can help us make a difference, the difference that Mike is talking about. Uh, Mike, I'd like to see Greg with hair. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, would I. Sounds like a lot of people would. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm, we, I'm, my, my, I'm with, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I'm at just over seven thousand dollars raised, seven thousand twenty-five to be exact. So seventy-five hundred is the target. We are knocking on the door here. So it's going to happen this week. It's got to hit the finish line here. The event is tomorrow, right? So time is of the essence. Yes, the event is tomorrow. I'm pretty confident. I'm with you. I want to know what kind of style you're going to go with. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. I I need all the help I can get. (laughs) Hey, Mike, thank you so much. Uh, Thanks for being with us today, and thank you for the very good, the very important work that you guys do there at the Mac Fund. Yeah, thanks to uh, you guys for having us on and the promotion. It, uh, it's truly saving kids' lives. So in the West Dallas, West Milwaukee School District, they have decided to ban cell phones in intermediate and high schools for almost all of the day. During the school day, cell phones will be banned. Students can use their phones during their lunch period while in the cafeteria. Cell phones are already banned at the elementary school level. The ban prohibits students from using phones or other devices to record or instigate fights and share or post them on social media. So that means you're allowed to use your phones during the lunch period, but not anything doing with a fight. Violation of these policies could result in a two-day in-school suspension or long-term removal from school. The penalties will escalate if students violate this more than once. So far this year, this is what's led to this. The district has removed 26 students from its school for involvement in major fights. And experts say a lot of that time it has been either instigated or escalated because people have their phone out. And they're more interested in documenting it than breaking up the fight. They're interested in showing it and, oh, look at that. And So the headline here is that cell phones have been banned except during lunch at West Dallas and West Milwaukee. This is in effect already at some other schools in our area. Parents, surprisingly, in the media coverage I read, most of them are against this policy. They say, I need to get in touch with my kid. I need to be able to talk to them about where we're meeting after school. I need to helicopter my, my child. Yep. I need to be able to talk about doctor's appointments. My kid likes to listen to music when they're taking math tests. These are the complaints. You know, the only, the only legitimate thing, I mean, I feel like the, the school shooting incident, risk issue is present ever, and that's really the only reason I ultimately really want to be able to talk to my kid. Isn't but that that's sad? So, that's almost never going to happen. It's totally though. not going to happen. And I they, say, I love this policy. Fantastic. Right. They don't need their cell phone. Right. Lock it up. Leave it at home. Keep it in your locker. I think it's, I think it's interesting that it takes fighting to, to ban cell phones, because I remember touring a school and saying to the principal, my main concern is the prevalence of cell phone usage and how yeah. the kids are so distracted. And they're cheating with the cell phone. Right. They're oh, they cheat with the cell phone. They're yes, they do. They're not listening to the teacher. They're not listening to the teacher. So you know what they did? I was, I mean, I'm not claiming credit for it, but after having this be before the board and, and so, so many times, they decided, put your cell phone in a basket when yep. you come in. That's what they do in Waukesha. In Waukesha, you either have to keep the cell phone at home in the locker, or there's what they call a phone caddy in the front of the classroom. Right, you just put it away. So you walk in the classroom and you put it in there. Now, that's because in Waukesha, you're allowed to use your cell phone uh, during passing time. Right. Which I also don't like. Then you're late for class. And then you're you're looking at your phone and sort of talking to people and engaging and being a student, living your life. What's the statute of limitations on the iWatch, which can be a cellular device? It is connected to your cell phone. 
right? There's a Bluetooth connection, yep. so a phone is in pocket. Watch can operate just like a phone. They should You're saying sh- should it be in the, yeah, cl- in is, the class? Yeah, is that gone too? Like you can make a fo- I can make a phone call to John from my watch. Yep. Is that out too, or is that okay because it's not a handheld device? Do you use I'm it not all the be, time? Do you I use it occasionally. If call? I'm out in the yard and somebody calls me, my phone's not on me, Right. I can do it, and it's fine. It pairs Bluetooth. I can listen to a podcast off my watch. So is that okay because I'm not going to film no. a fight? Same thing. That should be banned. I think it's just another distraction from learning. Yep, I, I, I mean, agree. We, we've gone too far with these phones being everywhere and taking attention off of what's most important, which is learning from your teacher, engaging with students, engaging with ideas. I mean, why? And the fact that it has to escalate to the point of fighting um, is where they institute a ban? That's sort of like, well, really? I, so part of me also wonders if the school district would just prefer that their image be held a little bit in higher regard. And we don't have fights here. We, we don't need fights and our name That's attached to it. That's definitely what some of there, the parents right? are saying, oh, that sure. they're trying Absolutely to, ba- to bury some of yeah. that. I, I think about my time in high school. I never needed to contact my parents never. during the school day, right? If, what there, was parents? A, if there was an illness never. or whatever. You know, the, the school nurse made that phone right. call. If That's there was ever true. a practice issue, they knew when they had to pick me up. Right. We had carpooling. And I would assume, John, you've got this, the, the note in front of you, that if I needed to make a call after school because, hey, practice is done early, right. can you pick me up? I'm cool to do that. They just don't want it on the right. school clock. That's exactly right. right. That's exactly right. Right. Why? And, and that seems reasonable, doesn't this it? Not, totally. This does not stop. seem limiting to me. Yeah, just stop. There's no reason for this. And it's, for parents to defend... That kids should have cell phones. Why? I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, the the cases where you really need to be in touch are so minuscule, and and like Greg is saying, why can't it just wait until after school? You know, right? It, it can just stop. Yeah, it's just crazy. This is Wisconsin's afternoon news on WTMJ. I'm a traveling man. Made a lot of stops all over the world. We are excited to be joined on WTMJ by the Travel Secretary. She is Ann Sayers. Ann, thank you so much for being with us. So happy to be here. Boy, hiking, getting outdoors, the trails, we've got it covered in our state, don't we? We do, and it's something I just absolutely love to do. And with the arrival of spring, you know, now's the time to go discover some new trails. And a great way to identify that perfect trail is the Perfect Trail Network with the Wisconsin Trail Report. Yes, this is an incredible tool. It's a comprehensive tool to discover a new trail network for your next hiking or biking adventure. The Wisconsin Trail Report is an interactive map. It lets you explore the vast trail offerings in the Wisconsin State Park System, various county and municipal parks, as well as private and nonprofit organizations like Nature Centers. You can filter the trail networks for hiking or biking, and then you can learn about the conditions and find nearby options for dining, lodging, and activities. The trail report recently launched for the season. It's maintained by a dedicated group of volunteer reporters we're so grateful for, and you can start your outdoor adventure at TravelWisconsin.com slash trail report. Oh, my gosh, Ann, I love this. So there's the snow tracker, there's the color report, there's, and this is cool, the Wisconsin Trail Report. What a great tool. Yes, it was built exactly because of the popularity of the other two, and it is finding a huge audience all on its own because people want to know, you know, is it muddy out there? Is it right for biking? What am I going to discover? And then how do I, you know, find a a cool supper club, restaurant, place to stay along the way? And we like to get close to the water when we get into nature, and you can cruise along the Lake Michigan coastline in Kewanee and Manitowoc counties. 
I'm so glad we're talking about this. I don't feel like many people know about this mm-hmm. one. So you can marvel at Wisconsin's fresh coast and plan your next triver, your next trip to Two Rivers and Manitowoc. The Mariner's Trail, it stretches six miles between these two Lake Michigan communities. It hugs the coastline the entire way. The trail serves up scenic overlooks of Lake Michigan. It's craggy coves and wide beaches. Flower gardens and sculptures got the route and enhanced the entire experience. You can walk it, jog it, bike it, or rollerblade it. And don't mm-hmm. worry about bringing a bicycle either because they have lots of businesses along the way that offer rentals. Once you're in Two Rivers or Trivers, the trail connects with the Raleigh Point Trail. This path journeys into the Point Beach State Forest where you can explore wide sandy beaches and check out a historic lighthouse, which has been operated by the U.S. Coast Guard since 1853. Whoa, that is a lot of history. Ann Sayers is with us on WTMJ. The 400 State Trail is really well known and with good reason. This is a pretty special Mm -hmm. place. Yes, for three decades, the 400 State Trail has been a go-to destination to pedal through Wisconsin's countryside. The trail is popular for bicycling. It follows the Baraboo River as it crisscrosses through both Sauk and Juneau counties. You're going to discover sandstone bluffs, rolling pastures, abundant wildlife along the way. It runs for 22 miles from Reedsburg to Elroy. And along the route, you can actually link up with the Hillsborough State Trail and Union Center or the Elroy Sparta Trail um, in Elroy. So you can bike even further. And for a bite to eat, you're going to need it on the 400 State Trail. Stop in the village of Waniwak for Farm and Hearth Woodfire Bistro. The restaurant sources ingredients throughout Wisconsin and promises real food and farmhouse flavor. You know, and it can be a real stress reliever to get back into nature. And you can really find some beauty and solitude on the North Country Trail. Yeah, I could not agree more. And did you know that the North Country National Scenic Trail is a scenic footpath that stretches 4,800 miles across eight states. It makes it the longest national scenic trail in Wisconsin, in America. And in Wisconsin, the trail meanders for more than 200 miles. It offers picture-worthy views of the deep valleys, rocky outcroppings, and long vistas of the ancient Pinocchi mountain range that once spanned the area. And you can consider hiking the eastern stretch of the North Country Trail. This section is characterized as a land of waterfalls and rocky outcroppings. And since the trail passes through Copper Falls State Park, this is a great place to rest, relax, and catch gorgeous glimpses of the cascading water the park is known for. And really, if you haven't seen Copper Falls State Park yet, that's that's a must-do. It is absolutely gorgeous. For more ideas and to check out that trail tracker, go to TravelWisconsin.com. And Sayers, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. Travel Wisconsin on Wisconsin's Afternoon News is sponsored by TravelWisconsin.com. It is 444. Tim Sheehy with us up next. He always takes care of business. He is Tim Sheehy, the president of the Metropolitan Milwaukee Association of Commerce. Hey, Tim, thanks for being with us. John, good to be with you. Hey, are you coming to the game? Uh, I am working tonight. <laughs> working? What does that mean? What are you what? doing? Well, we, we've work? got some. Well, we've got some work to do. There's a uh, there's a press conference announced uh, tomorrow, um, and so I think there's going to be some movement on Milwaukee's discussion around shared revenue and a sales tax. Oh, breaking news! Yeah, give it to us. Give us a hint. Can you can you tell us anything about that? I can tell you that Speaker Voss has called a press conference for tomorrow at 4.30. Well, you mentioned this on the air the other day, talking about trying to make up a budget shortfall. 
with sh- with some shared revenue, right? Or sales tax uh, implicated in the city of Milwaukee. Can you explain it to the to the listeners? So, sure. So there's really two parts of this. One is that shared revenue is an important revenue stream for the city of Milwaukee and other municipalities. The city gets roughly 230 million a year in shared revenue, but that has not increased in almost 22 years. And so the so they're looking for um, an increase in shared revenue, which presumably will be funded by a portion of the existing sales tax and give the city and other municipalities an upside on additional shared revenue. Milwaukee's unique part in this is they want access for a sales tax for the city uh, and for the county. And so I give uh, Speaker Voss uh, the, the leadership in, in the Senate uh, um, and, of course, the mayor and the county executive, great credit for staying at the table and really working through the details. And so presumably uh, this will all take a, a large step forward tomorrow. I don't want to say it's a done deal by any stretch, but um, I think it's, a, it's a, going to be a really positive step tomorrow. So, Tim, Robin Voss would not be holding a press conference if there wasn't going to be news that there was substantial movement on increasing shared revenue for Milwaukee and maybe other parts of our state. Will that be announced tomorrow? I, I think that's really up to the speaker to announce, but but it's no surprise that they've been working on a shared revenue package and they've been looking at uh, the ability for Milwaukee to, um, in the county's case, add a sales tax, in the city's case, put a new sales tax in place. So lots of details to be, to be worked out, but that's, clearly what the speaker and the governor and the mayor and the county executive have been been working on going back to the you know introduction of the governor's budget tim Sheehy is with us from mmac uh, we're down here in deer district and we're sure hoping this isn't the last bucks playoff game or the last playoff series for the bucks this year the importance of the impact of a bucks playoff run economic and marketing how important is this well, it's important economically because you're, you know, adding uh, multiple nights where you've got 17,000-plus people coming to the game and more coming down to watch the game in the Deer District um, and spending revenue. So it's, it's, important to the, um, it's important for the patrons and it's important for the restaurants and bars and um, transportation services that all benefit from, you know, that expenditure. And from a marketing standpoint, you know, there's a broad global audience that follows the NBA, and they follow it even closer during the playoffs. So it's great exposure for Milwaukee really on a global stage for people following NBA basketball. And as, as you say, this kind of advertising is priceless. So um, it, it's just it's, it's another benefit to being an NBA city. Well, Milwaukee is just showing off so beautifully um, here at the Pfizer Forum tonight. Uh, and we're at the Mecca. You know, you can come down and, di- and dine. And there's so many exciting things happening. But we are in a crisis. Uh, we've heard from the mayor that he's going to have to make big cuts um, and that we're talking about police force uh, employees. We're talking about fire engines, maybe closing the libraries. These all sound very dire. Do you think that the reality is that it's that dire? I I do. I I think that we have a clear and present danger when it comes to financing the city. This is about the only city in the United States, the only major city that doesn't have access to a sales tax. 
Um, I just described 20 years of flatline on shared revenue. And so, and and the city has a huge pension deficit that they're dealing with. So there's a clear and present danger that if we don't get relief through a sales tax, we don't get access to additional shared revenue, that the city is facing very dire budget cuts, which are not just impactful to the employees of the city, they're impactful really to everybody in the region who utilizes the services that the city provides from public safety and the county and the parks. So, as I say, we have a clear and present danger, but I also think we have a clear and present solution, and that is adding to shared revenue and putting a sales tax in place. And, again, I give the mayor and the um, county executive and the governor and the speaker and the majority leader great credit for realizing that this is not a can they can kick down the road any further. So, Tim, if the announcement is made that there's been a breakthrough on shared revenue and Milwaukee will be getting more money, does that come in time to stave off the 10% budget cut, which was outlined in the newspaper? Is it too late, or is this, no, good, we're good now? I don't think it comes too late. Um, It depends how it's implemented. Um, And, you know, that's going to be a point of contention of whether there's a referendum or whether the um, Common Council and County Board are the ones that can enact it. Um, in that case, it would happen sooner. And again, I, I think the legislature is not trying to solve all of Milwaukee's budget problems, but they're trying to give them the ability to address their pension issues um, and then provide an opportunity for the city to fiscally stay on its feet. Um, that's urgent, and I, I'm hopeful that there's, there's significant movement tomorrow. So, Tim, is this your good news of the week? It's not my good news of the week. But would you, <laughs> would more you like more good news? Would you like more good news of the week? Yes. Yes, we yes. would. Okay. The, the good news of the week is uh, it includes you and everybody at the radio station and most of your listeners. Uh, I'm going to announce we're all billionaires, and I mean it in wow. this sense. I mean awesome. it in this sense that that a billion seconds equals 31 years, and so we're all billionaires in terms of the time we have. My good news of the week is that we should always spend that with purpose. That's a great way to look at it. I love that, and I try to do that every day. It's not always easy. You have to really make an intentional effort. But thank you for your good news today, Yeah, Tim Tim Sheehy, the president of MMAC. Thank you, Tim. Yeah, thanks for the time.